Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we're on Season 4, Episode 24, Foreign Exchange. Uh, this episode originally aired on May 6th of 1989, so let's learn what else transpired on that day in history. Well, uh, not much. Uh, in 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act comes into effect, banning any immigration from China to the United States. Uh, in 1941, Joseph Stalin takes over as the premier of the Soviet Union. And our most recent event on May 6th of 2019, one million plant and animal species are now at risk of extinction, according to a new report by the UN. Uh, so that will do it for our history today. So why don't you tell us what transpired in this installment of the Golden Girls that is uh, a very... A bizarre one, okay. theoretically. Yes. We'll get into that later. Okay, we will. Yeah. Living room, scene one. Sophia and Dorothy, they're on the couch. Rose on a chair. Blanche enters with the mail and wants to know if Dorothy has heard of something called dirty dancing. Ah, there was a flyer in the mail that a dance studio will begin dirty dancing lessons. Blanche and Rose are both going to sign up. Woohoo! Sophia gets a letter in the mail from her friends in Sicily, Philomena and Dominic Bosco. Those two will be in Miami with their daughter Gina, and they are going to visit. Gina and Dorothy were born within minutes of each other at the same hospital. Yes, they are going to stay at the house, and all three will be staying in Sophia's room. Ah, scene two. We're in the kitchen. Sophia has been cooking in anticipation of the Bosco's arrival. Dorothy enters and tries one of the dishes, and boy, is it horrible. Sophia says she is also boiling the crud off the sink stop. And Dorothy should try the other pot. Yeah, you, okay, never mind. Blanche! Well, that would be how um, you would clean, like, limestone buildup. You know, you drop it in a pot of boiling vinegar and all for a little while. I guess. And wouldn't you tell your daughter not to try that one? Or Well, oh, well. in reality, yes. In sitcom world, no. no. Okay, Blanche and Rose enter from the back door. They are getting back from their first dance lesson. Blanche apparently didn't do very well, and Rose was a natural. Yes, the doorbell rings, and they all head out to the living room. We all have to head out there. Scene three, we're in the living room. Sophia answers the door, and we see the Boscos. Yes, a tall lady and a tall man, a little bit shorter. But they all dance, and they all get introduced while Gina is out bartering with the taxi driver. Yeah, we hear that the Boscos are there to take their daughter home to Sicily to be married. And they say that Dorothy is their daughter. Ah, Sophia tells Dorothy to pay no attention to them, but Philomena says that Gina took a blood test for her marriage and it came back later, you know, that the Boscos could not be her parents. So they think the babies were mixed up at the hospital. But the, We'll get into this later. Thank you. But the good news is that they are taking Dorothy back to Sicily to get married. Woohoo! Doorbell rings and it is Gina, a very short girl, dressed in old ladies' clothes and carrying a purse, very much like Sophia does. Yes, now I have some questions here. And Firstly, I forgot to bring this up a moment ago. She carries it the same way okay. Sophia likes to carry it. Yeah, sure, her purse. sure, sure, okay. 
Now, the blood test thing. Now, I'm not super knowledgeable about this, but is that, isn't that that you have to take one, or at least maybe this time you had to, uh, you and the person you're applying to marry or whatnot for your marriage license so that you can prove that you're not related to each other, basically? Yes. uh-huh. So, like, why is the parental thing brought up here? Would be my question. Well, it would like not I get be... the okay. You're not trying to marry your brother. It's fine thing. Yeah, thank you. Like I understand <laughs> that part, but why would the parental thing have been brought up? The only thing, um, yeah. When when they say it came back that the Boscos could not be her parents. Uh-huh. Is she trying to marry one of them now? Unless in Italy, they require. You know, biological parental consent or something because she's not tw- uh, 18 or 16 which is not the case which isn't the case obviously mm-hmm. if they were born next to right, each other right. mm-hmm. yeah sure uh, other than that I don't know because to prove that they're not her parents they have to know their blood type right they would have to have got tested too they would so. have had to got so to say that it came back from the you know from the test Oh, yeah, your parents aren't your parents. Uh-huh. No, it might have been they looked at the results and said, you're what? You're... Well, huh. Hey, you know what? We're not your parents. We couldn't be your parents. I don't know if her parents are that smart, let's say. Um, from what we see in this episode, no. I mean, I don't know. If I'm A positive or whatever, and let's say my wife is... It's been a long time since I've had a genetics course. I don't yeah. remember how that part works. See, I don't know how that... So I don't know how they would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they got on... Unless uh, they all... Ancestry.com. Well, <laughs> unless they all had a blood test or something, I guess. Sure. They all okay for the blood test. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then... Um, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. No. Fashion sense is not a genetic indicator that I'm aware of is not a genetic indicator of any way, shape, or form. Fashion sense, no. I don't believe so. I would think not. I don't believe so. No, that would be pretty absurd. I don't believe so. (laughs) But uh, I do think height might be in there somewhere. Sure, sure. Maybe. Well, to some extent, to sure. To some extent, but all that can all be... I, you just couldn't tell from from her blood test. Unless the parents tell. got tested too. Right. You can't tell just from her blood test. Right. So, okay, that's all I have at this point. I think there will be more later, but yes, this is I all I have now. Be. Yes. So scene four. We're in Dorothy's bedroom. Sophia and Dorothy trying to go to sleep, but first, Sophia has a coughing attack. Then Dorothy wants to reminisce about her childhood. And What Dor- better time? Yeah, what better time? And <laughs> Dorothy says... Two in the morning trying to go to bed. Hey, hey, Ma, let's talk about our time in Brooklyn. Yes, back when I was four. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you haven't talked about it yet, but when we get there, I have a lot of questions about uh, the Bosco's accents Okay. here, so when we get there... Yes, and Dorothy says all she needs is to be held by a parent and told that everything will be okay. So we see Dominic 
comes up behind Dorothy and holds her and says, everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy so, gives out a scream. So, <laughs> how long has he been in the room? I, Cause the door doesn't been, open, so is, was he like laying under the bed or like sitting something. in like the chair that Dorothy has uh, over we there? We don't see or? the door open. We don't see the door. Right. I think we would have heard that. Dorothy would have noticed that happening. You would think so, but yeah. So has he been like laying under the bed like for the last like two or three hours? Because he would have had to have been there before Dorothy and Sophia got in there. Well, since we didn't see the door... I'm guessing he was standing at the door with it open for the scene, but... No, uh, well, sure, sure. Otherwise, yeah, I have no he's idea. He's been, like, laying under the bed for, like, multiple hours. <laughs> yeah, waiting for this. <laughs> waiting, waiting for, for this one statement. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Well, Sophia gets out of bed. Philomena enters the room. They talk, and Sophia says she will go to the hospital tomorrow and get a blood test, which, to me, would not really prove anything at all. Her getting a blood test. Uh, well, just her by herself, no. No. I don't think. No. No. I'm sorry. If my mother went today and got a blood test, mm-hmm. that does not prove I'm her child or not. No. I will say, this would be a, <laughs> this would be a great episode of Maury, though. I will say, okay. this would be a great episode of Maury or, uh, or Jerry Springer. This would be a great episode. Yeah, boy, it sure would be. Yeah, this would be a Scene great one. five, we're in the kitchen. Dorothy's at the table and Blanche and Rose enter from the garage area. And Blanche is mad at Rose. She has never been so humiliated in her life. Well, except maybe that time she was caught with the Orkin man. But Dorothy wants to know what happened. Happened. So Rose and Blanche went to a club to show off their dirty dancing skills. Rose was first, and ah, she was pretty good. Uh, we don't actually get to see any of this, of course. Then Blanche got up, and it was hard to tell if she was good or bad, as Rose, Rose was blinded by the reflection off some gold chains on a guy named Mick. Hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. Now, I don't know the... Um... I mean, that sounds fine, you okay. know, but now I'm not, you know, admittedly, I'm not too well-versed in, in this, in the film here, but... Um, dirty Dancing? Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a lot of, like, solo dance routines in that? Not really. Okay. No. So, what was Rose doing? I have no idea. Because, like, as far as I'm aware, it's just, like, picking her up and spinning her around a lot, right? Oh, that's well, that's one that move. one number. Right. That's one move. Okay. That's but, the only one I know. But there's not a lot of solo routines. No, so I think what to is be really doing? dirty, you got to be dancing with another partner, so. Yeah. I mean, if this uh, was, if they were trying to do, like, flash dance, maybe, okay, fine. So, but, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Okay. But Blanche thinks that is enough. Dorothy is upset that maybe Sophia is not really her mother. But Blanche actually gives her a very good advice here. Wow. Unbelievable. Sophia and Gina come through the swinging door just laughing and having a great old time. They're getting along quite well. Scene six. We're at the hospital. Dorothy's in the waiting room. A lady comes out and offers her a cup of coffee as the vending machine messed up and gave her two coffees. Yeah. Dorothy then goes off on the lady, and we know that Dorothy is very anxious about this. Results, the two talk some more about Dorothy and what may 
or may not happen with the blood test. The lady is called to surgery. Yeah, she is apparently a doctor. Wow. Sophia enters the room. They sit on the couch and talk. Sophia does most of the talking just to calm Dorothy down. The doctor comes out and gives Sophia the results of her blood test. Pretty quick. She rips them up without even looking at them and puts them on the end table. So Dorothy and Sophia leave. I was going to say, that's a wild blood test. I mean, typically those things take like, uh, we'll call you in two days with the results. Yeah, it's like, not usually five minutes. Right. This must be a rush order. I guess. God, she's 85. We better get this blood test out there quick. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. Scene seven, we're in the living room. Blanche and Rose. Rose is ready for her dance class, but Blanche is not going. The two talk about dancing and how Blanche has no coordination, so she can't really be as good sexually as she claims. Uh, I don't think that's um, transferable skill sets there. No. Uh, I mean, I guess no. A it little, could be. But uh, no. Anyway. No. Blanche gets quite upset and wants to show Rose what she can do. So she pushes the coffee table out of the way and tells Rose to start up the music. Ah, the two perform a great dance routine that ends with Blanche's hand on Rose's butt as Rose is bent backwards, yes. At this time, Sophia and Dorothy come through the front door and Sophia gives a really good line and there's lots of laughs. Yes, the two other parents enter from the bedroom area saying they have to catch a boat. They're taking Gina home to get married. In multiple months if they're going by boat. Apparently. Uh, Blanche asks about the blood test. Dorothy says they don't wait or they didn't wait around. She doesn't need a blood test to tell her who her mother really is. Those three leave out the front door. The three, Gina and her two parents. The other four girls talk a second, but Blanche has got her body all worked up. She says the circus is in town. She's gonna go check out the flying Finelli brothers. Okay, Blanche and Rose leave. Dorothy heads to the kitchen to get some tea, but doesn't quite make it there. Now, Sophia has some papers she's been trying to hide from Dorothy. Dorothy thinks that when Sophia claims she forgot her keys back at the waiting room, she also grabbed the test results. Yeah, but it turns out eh, it was just a shopping list. What a letdown. And this episode ends with Sophia and Dorothy heading to the kitchen. Yes, well, um, so firstly, uh, so since you, I don't think, ever said it, um, so the Bosco's accent, I have some questions here. Yeah, I don't usually say stuff about their accents. Well, I know, but you, I don't recall <laughs> you saying where they're technically from. Okay. So my thing here is the, the Bosco's are speaking in a very stereotypical Italian accent. Yeah. Throughout this whole thing. So, my thinking on this matter is, so they say that the their daughter was born in Brooklyn or wherever, uh, right? Sicily. Oh. Her and Dorothy were born, well... They were born, they were both born in Sicily and then... Yeah, I thought the Dorothy Petrillo's was born... Moved. I thought Dorothy was born... Either born way... In Sicily? Either way, one of them is not having a good accent. Because okay. either, <laughs> either Sophia 
I mean, this is something we can address the whole time, but Sophia should have an Italian accent then. Well, yeah. Um, or uh, the Boscos should not in this episode. Well, the fact that Sophia has been in America for 30-some years. Well, sure, so it would be slightly deadened, but she would still have She'd one. She'd still have one. It wouldn't be as, you know... Or the Boscos have lived in Sicily. Right, no, Sophia would definitely have a lesser, less pronounced one. Right. Due to the, you know... Correct. But, you know, I mean, we can talk about that a lot, because it's like, you know... Rose has no Minnesotan accent right. at well, all. Yeah, you could, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Dorothy has no Brooklyn accent going on anyway. Um, uh, so no, anywho, she does not. <laughs> we will move on to the cultural references. Firstly, to Dirty Dancing, the actual dancing, which is, um, according to this helpful website called dance.lovetoknow.com, uh, is a style of dance portrayed in the hit film, Dirty Dancing, of course. Uh, now, it is a style of free-form and sultry, sensuous movement. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to read this sentence and try not to... Okay. Not to... Yeah, okay. <clears throat> it is a style of free-form and sultry, sensuous, sensuous movement, symbolizing the claiming of adulthood by rebellious teens as they emerge from their parents' influence. The basic form is a dance frame of close embrace, with the hips close together, and sometimes with the woman straddling one leg of the man, bringing them even closer. From this primary position, a range of moves can be done from simply swaying back and forth to full body lifts, dips, and more. Uh, so that's um, briefly dirty dancing. Um, so uh, that's that. Um, Lawrence of Arabia, the film, is a 1962 British uh, drama film uh, about a British um, war soldier guy um, and his adventures in uh, Hejaz and Greater Syria during World War I. Uh, and that's pretty much that. It was nominated for 10 Oscars and 63, winning seven, uh, including Best Picture, Best Director, and some others, of course. Um, <clears throat> square dancing uh, is a dance traditionally for four couples, eight dancers in total, arranged in a square with one couple on each side facing the middle. Uh, square dances were first documented in 16th century England, but were also quite common in France and throughout Europe. Uh, they came to North America with the European settlers and have undergone considerable development since. Uh, in some region, countries and regions, though, through preservation and repetition, square dances have attained the status of a folk dance. Uh, the Western American square dance may be the most widely known form worldwide, possibly due to its association in the 20th century with the romanticized image of the American cowboy. Uh, square dancing is therefore strongly associated with the United States to the point that it is the official state dance of 19 different states. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, pasta pesto is simply any pasta with a pesto sauce. Uh, we'll come back to hospitals switching babies in a bit. Um, so grain alcohol, also known as rectified spirit, is a highly concentrated ethanol 
uh, that has been purified by means of repeated distillation in a process called rectifications, and in some countries, denatured alcohol may commonly be available as rectified spirit. Um, in its undiluted form, it contains at least 95% alcohol by volume, or 190 proof, or at least 95% um, uh, alcohol by volume in the EU. Uh, the purity has a practical limit of 97.2% alcohol by volume, uh, therefore meaning it's very, very potent. Um, as I think here, let me see if I can find this. Um, so your kind of um, more traditional, um, let's see here. So um, for example, your average, uh, you know, your average day-to-day -day beer product you will encounter uh, typically has a 5% alcohol volume compared to 95 there for grain alcohol, yeah. Um, Tic Tacs are a brand of small hard mints manufactured by the Italian company Ferrero. Uh, they were first produced in 1968, now available in a variety of flavors in over 100 countries. Uh, Kmart is an American big box department store headquartered in Illinois. It was incorporated in 1899 as SS Kresig Corporation. I renamed to Kmart in 1977, but the first store with the Kmart name opened in 62. Um, at its peak in 94, it operated 2,323 stores throughout the United States. Uh, after declaring bankruptcy in 2002 and then again in 2018, uh, the store count has been reduced to 202 locations throughout the country. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Orkin is an Atlanta-based company that provides residential and commercial pest control services that was founded in 1901. Uh, Phil Rizzuto was a Major League Baseball player who played his entire 13-year career for the Yankees from 1941 to 56. Um, methadone uh, is an M&M song and also an opioid used for opioid maintenance therapy and opioid dependence and for chronic pain management. Um, it is uh, one of the most effective and safe medicines needed in any health system, according to the World Health Organization, uh, and it was approved for use in the U.S. in 1947 after being first uh, developed, if you will, uh, in Germany uh, sometime between 1937 and 1939. They're not quite sure when. Um, <laughs> And spirituals, or Negro spirituals, uh, is a genre of songs originating in America, created uh, almost entirely uh, by African Americans. Spirituals were originally an oral tradition that imparted Christian values while describing the hardships of slavery. Although they were usually unaccompanied monophonic or unison songs, uh, they are best known today in harmonized choral arrangements. So lastly, so hospitals switching babies. So uh, now you may think this is a very, you know, non-existent thing, which you are theoretically correct about uh, that being the case. But uh, here, actually, this is not the page I want. Let me find the page I do want. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. So, 
Um, now, out of roughly 4 million births per year, and obviously these stats aren't entirely accurate because it's also like a lot of times these things aren't ever noticed sometimes. Noticed. I would think so, um, yeah. So, by estimates, um, out of 4 million total births per year, uh, they estimate about 28,000 are switched accidentally every year. Overall, this like a lot to me. translates <laughs> to about one mistake per every thousand babies. The good news, though, is that many of them are caught before the families leave the hospital. Uh, but, of course, that is not always the case. Uh, and, you know, this is obviously a very common thing in uh, novels or in yes. films <laughs> as plot devices or TV shows. Uh, a lot of, like, you know, soap operas use this as a plot device. Yeah, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Well, the book Song of Ice and Fire uses this plot device with uh, Aegon, um, not Jon Snow Aegon, but other Aegon, uh, which we can talk about at a different time if we want to. But um, anywho, uh, in reality, uh, here on the Wikipedia page, uh, many cases of baby switch to birth are likely undocumented or unknown. Uh, so the first documented case that they bring up is in 1931. Uh, female babies Agnes Van Van Vegeten and Lenny Van Doon were switched. Now, suspicions did not arise until about 20 years later when the girls met at a <laughs> wedding and wondered about, uh, you know, their mutual uh, likeness to each other's family, apparently. And was then found out somehow that they were switched. Uh, in 1950, the babies of Mary Miller and King McDonald were accidentally switched. Uh, now, Mary Miller immediately suspected that this had happened as the baby she received weighed a full two pounds less uh, than at the hospital when she got home. Uh, however, a series of circumstances kept Mary Miller from pursuing her suspicion for 43 years. Uh, when she revealed to the now grown girls what she suspected of their births, Genetic tests did confirm that a switch did in fact occur, and this, of course, you may know as an episode of This American Life. Um, <clears throat> there are some others, of course, here. Uh, the most recent case that I ha that uh, Wikipedia has on here, uh, in May of 2015, great name here, Moses Cushworth, the son of United Kingdom citizen Rich Cushworth and his Salvadoran wife Mercedes Casanelli's, uh, was switched with another baby at a Salvadoran hospital in May of 2015. Uh, now, getting Moses out of El Salvador became a nine-month process requiring the help of UK Ambassador Bernhard Garside uh, in obtaining a passport due to the problems with the birth certificate due to that switch. So, uh, this does still happen on occasionally, uh, now and then. Um, so, you know, it does happen every now and then. Obviously not terribly common. Uh, there's also another case in March of 2015 uh, from India uh, that took three years in court to get custody rights sorted out correctly after a DNA test proved uh, that these children were switched uh, in the hospital. So this does happen um, every now and then. Uh, side characters, Philomena... Bosco is played by Nan Martin, uh, known for Nightmare on Elm Street 3. She plays a nun, a shallow Hal, Castaway, and Star Trek The Next Generation as Victoria Miller. She appears in, I think, one episode probably. Um, she's also Mrs. Louder on uh, 
um, uh, the Drew Carey show for 26 episodes. Uh, anything else notable here? Yes, she has previously appeared on the Golden Girls. Yes. As Frida Claxton, the old lady who dies in the courtroom, uh, that episode. Yes. Uh, Dominic Bosco is played by Vito Scotti, known for his role in The Godfather as Nazarene. Also, Loaded Weapon 1, uh, The Aristocats, he voices Peppo, the Italian cat, and Get Shorty. Uh, I don't believe he's been on the show before. Oh, yes. he was. He yes, plays he was. Um, Vincenzo in Rose's Big Adventure. I don't remember who that is. <clears throat> he was the one that was in the wheelchair. Oh, with the, the, garage. the garage. Oh, okay. Yes, he was okay. that guy. Okay, he's also in Columbo uh, in six different episodes in six different roles, it looks like, as well. Um, Gina Bosco is played by Flo DeRee, uh, known for Mighty Joe Young, Seinfeld, Baby Talk, um, Mighty Joe Young. Uh, she also uh, will appear. She will appear again later uh, on in the series. Uh, but after she mostly retired from acting, and it appears. 96 or so uh, and started doing a lot of video game voice work uh, not a lot but a little bit uh, so she voices uh, Elder in Fallout 2 uh, she voices Ravel Puzzlewell in Planescape Torment uh, she also provides some voice work for Detective Barbie Mystery at Lighthouse Cove I know it's one of your favorite games uh, yeah. Uh, some voice work in Spyro Year of the Dragon as the Sorceress. She voices Mattie in Devil May Cry 2. Um, and most recently, she voices Jocasta Nu in Star Wars The Clone Wars for four episodes. Uh, so that's her. Uh, Dr. Watkins, as the doctor with the coffee thing, uh, is played by Marsha Firestone, known for her most notable role of dog owner number two in CSI New York. Uh, also, Midnight Run for Your Life, Bottle Shock, and Earth 2. All right. Yes. Yes, dog owner number two. Yep, one of your favorite uh, CSI characters. Uh, the lab technician, that's the guy that delivers the blood work thing, uh, is played by Grant Moran. It's uh, <laughs> pretty close to being called a moron. Uh. Anywho. Um, okay. He has he has four other acting credits in his uh, career. Extensive. Yep. Simon and Simon, uh, L.A. Law. He's in two episodes, two different roles. This. Then he's in a film called Madhouse, and then Matlock. He plays reporter number two in the in both parts of the Informer two-parter episode. Wow. And our last one, the voice over the PA, is played by David J. Willis. Uh, yeah, uh, he's the PA announcer. Okay. Um, he technically is not credited, but he's on the, the, um, cast sheet here at, on IMDb. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't have a ton of acting credits. Um, he play, he's in Working Girl. He will appear three more times on the Golden Girls in three new, three different roles, mm -hmm. uh, in later seasons. Uh, he appears in Empty Nest in two different roles in two episodes. He'll reappear in The Golden Palace for an episode. Wow. He's on Frasier for an episode, The Naked Truth. 
something called Cybill, uh, and I'll be next door for Christmas, which came out last year. Uh, he plays the character of bad British accent actor. Uh, but most notably, I think, he uh, is has 11 writing credits uh, for writing such things such as Cybill, Caroline in the City, nothing you've ever heard of. Um, After Love, Touched by an Atheist, Help Me Oprah. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's uh, what he's mostly known for. Um, three news, well, four, technically, new sex partners established in this episode. The Orkin Man for Blanche. The Finelli Brothers in an athletic display that somehow involved a jungle gym for Blanche. That'll count for two. Uh, and Buzz Aldrin while in the lunar module, also for Blanche. Yes. So the tally now stands Blanche 74, Dorothy 9, Rose 6, Sophia 5. Huh. Boy. Okay. Alrighty, uh, my uh, observations here, I've already given out a lot of them, so uh, we know that two actors, actresses were recycled from earlier, so uh, yeah, the whole thing with the blood test thing, sorry, and I did look it up, they, both of them were born in Brooklyn, within minutes of each other okay. in a hospital in Brooklyn. Then, after a while, the Boscos moved back to Sicily. A while. It doesn't say exactly how long, but Maul became friendly with Philomena before they moved back to Sicily. So, it doesn't say how long they were mm. in Brooklyn, but... Okay, so the parents having the accents, fine. Gina, actually, yeah, Gina probably should, too, then. It's, so, it's... Yeah. That's theoretically fine, I guess. I mean, uh, if we wanted, I mean, yeah, if yeah, we want we to can, get down mm -hmm. to it, sure. Sophia should have an accent, but. Well, I mean, all of them should, and they don't. Uh, Except for right. when Blanche randomly has one. Has one. For no real reason. Um, To have a blood, I mean, Dorothy's like 60. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you gave one story there to the woman, and mm -hmm. okay, her 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 child, her baby's two pounds lighter when she takes him home, or her, mm -hmm. and then you don't do anything for forty three years. I mean, that like, well, it's probably it's, it's probably a big well. I was assuming years. Well, it's probably a big hassle too, because it's like she probably is like, okay, who'd they switch? Whose baby is this? Who has yeah. mine? I don't know who they are, where they are, you know, depending on what state you're in, you know. It could be like, ooh, it could be any of these thousands of people. Yeah, I mean, it could be tough you know? to track down yours then. And then, when you do, finally, it's like, okay, i got to convince those parents that this has happened enough to get them to be willing to even yeah, try to and trade. prove this, you know, genetically. Then once we're able to do that, then we got to go through all the court work of, Okay, prove it to the courts, then we got to do custody handover, all this other stuff, and it would just take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, too, uh, to do all of that. That See, now, I know I'm, that would be, I'm a different, maybe, or I, I like to think of myself as pretty normal. Um, uh, okay. You know, as I'm like most people, but, see, I, I look at it as myself. 
okay, I take home the wrong kid, let's say. Mm -hmm. But also, the other thing is here. Now, this could just be my my strange brain working again. But at that point, right when you're like the children are in like their forties, or in this show here, like nearly sixty. Yes. Does it really matter? No. <laughs> like, I know for like, no. if you're like trying to construct a family tree, <laughs> doing genetic work, it might. But outside of that, like, does it really matter when the kids are like in their 50s? No. Like, if you figure it out when like, oh, they're two and oh, this is, you know, if you figure it out then, fine. That, okay, yeah, that's one thing. Possibly. But when like the kids are in their 40s. 40s? No. 60s, definitely not. Right. I mean, I look at that as that. Okay, let's say they said, okay, that let's switch them. Mm-hmm. Sophia, you're going back to Sicily. Uh, mm-hmm. Dorothy's going back to Sicily, Dorothy, right? Gina, you're going to stay here in Miami now. Uh huh. Well, now wait. Does Gina have kids too? So what about her kids? And you know, now that would be Sophia's grandkids. Are they all in Sicily? Well. <laughs> Well, I can't see my grandkids. They're in Sicily. Well, you're not even going to consider them your grandkids. Right. No. So, like, Dorothy's going to Sicily. And like, now, wait a minute. What? <laughs> no, see, no, no, I don't think it really matters because you're not going to switch. And, well, I'm going to buy Mother's Day presents now for this mother. Right. When you're two, yeah, I could see that. Uh-huh. And I could see if I came home with the wrong kid. Uh huh. And I didn't know it. Okay. So I get a phone call. Hey. Uh, I think uh, you have my baby. Yeah, you may have my baby, and we have yours. Mm-hmm. Like. Now, see, I'm thinking like, okay. Well, you know, I like this kid. He, he this kid's pretty good. Uh huh. And. All healthy and all the body parts, and mm-hmm. well, I go to the hospital. What are they bringing that one back? Cause it's, you know, got a lot of health problems or something. Or uh huh. I think you but, need to stop this line of logic soon but here. I'm still going to think. No, I'm take. I want my kid, especially if I'm the mother and I just went through nine months of and, well, and labor. Yeah. I want my kid. <laughs> I don't care about the. That kind of stuff. Now, I'm, you know, in my devious mind, yeah, in the hospital sometimes a rich parent, hey, my, my kid's not, no, switch with that kid. Yeah, no. You know, rich parents might do that. What? Um, but, <laughs> um, and they pay the nurse, you know, hey, we'll pay you 50,000 bucks. Switch. Uh, you know, 50 years ago that could have happened. Yeah. I'd hope not now. I'd hope it would well. never happen, but... Well, no, because now, I mean, all the rich babies are at their own hospital. They're yeah, not... they're at their own hospital. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess way back earlier than 1930, all the births were at home, so... <laughs> it would have been a bit harder. Have, you couldn't have switched them too easily. Not too, no. And nowadays, I... Boy, nowadays, I can't... With all the procedures and stuff they have at the hospital, wow. I mean, when you heard me there tell you, like, 2015, it's El Salvador and yeah, India. It's, it's, like, not the top no. of the medical chain there, quality I guess. Med- uh, medicinal work there. 
Yeah, so... Countries, right. It's not like, oh, this happened in Sweden, then that would be, like, giant, like, oh my, what's yeah, going well, on? Sweden? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I just... And the blood test part just got to me. And last but not least, I was wondering how... I mean, Sophia Winston goes and takes this blood test to, to prove who's their daughter, etc. Mm-hmm. And yet, when Dorothy and Sophia come back home... Those three, Gina and the two parents, are ready to catch a boat to go back. It's like, you weren't even going to wait for the results? I mean, what? Why, why are you leaving? We're taking right. Gina back to get married. Now, unless, you know, Dorothy said, hey, I don't care what the blood test says. I'm not going with you. You're not my parents. <laughs> but it's like, they're leaving without even knowing the blood the results. Okay, whatever. Anyway, my counts. The only count uh, that happened on this one that I could tell was one sport, dirty dancing for Rose and Blanche. So we got nine planned weddings and weddings for total series counts. Eleven physical abuses of Rose. Twenty-nine Saint Olaf stories. Not uh, twenty-one picture stories. Fourteen cheesecakes eaten. Eight Sicily Italian stories. Forty-four references to Sicily or Italy, 17 times the girls have been mad at each other, not best friends, or moving out. Uh, 27 sports now, and 20, uh, 30 games, and 12 Stanley Zabornak appearances. And I thought this episode had some good moments, but just a lot of unbelievable parts. Uh, uh, 77 out of 100. Okay, well, from brief Googling, so, um, as far as I can tell here, uh, a, a paternity test of any kind would not be done through blood type matching or anything like that. Um, at least not since the 30s. Um, so they did do, well, so blood type matching was the obviously the first form that came about in the 20s in the 30s they stopped doing that anymore because um, blood type matching is very inconclusive as only 30 percent of the population can be excluded doing blood type testing <laughs> okay uh, so then uh, once the 80s came around it sounds like they moved to the current form which is a cheek swab and buccal cell uh, testing however that works exactly i'm not certain okay um which has a uh basically a 99 percent accuracy thing oh so boy okay. yeah so uh the blood test thing wouldn't technically be correct either from this as far as i can tell uh, uh off quick skimming of a wikipedia article but you know uh i so that doesn't really matter but anyway That'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.